we have a hung parliament after general election 17. Now, we'll be keeping you up to date uh, on the uh, events throughout the day here on RNIB Connect Radio. But uh, now we're going to look at it from the point of RNIB, from the UK's leading sight loss charity. And what about the whole voting process as well? If, like yourself, you are blind or partially sighted, indeed I was out there yesterday casting my vote, was it easy for me as someone who is blind? Hugh Huddy will be chatting to us about the whole accessibility of the voting and Fazili Hadi with us uh, looking at RNIB's point of view. Good morning to you both. Morning. Good, good morning. It is quite a morning, I think uh, we can sort of both agree on that. If I come to yourself, first of all, Fazili, a hung parliament. Now, I was hoping to say to you, right, we have a, a Conservative or a Labour majority. What do you think that will mean for RNIB? What's the charity's relationship like with these parties? Not quite as easy as that, or, or is it with a hung parliament? No, not, not at all. We don't know who will form the government. Probably will be Theresa May or her party. But actually, I think the really positive thing for us and anyone supporting disabled people is that the actual the result gives us much more of an opportunity to have our issues listened to. We often find when we have a big majority, you know, and a party comes in and they feel very confident and actually they don't listen so I think the first point to make to your listeners is that we think we'll get a better audience for some of the really big issues we have that we want to fight for disabled people and particularly blind and partially sighted people on. Just a very word of caution as well, because the UK government isn't responsible for everything in the UK anymore because of devolution in Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, the results again, aren't completely straightforward because it doesn't necessarily mean that whatever the UK government wants happens across the UK. And then just one really good piece of good news before maybe we talk about some of the issues we'll be wanting to talk about with the new parliament is that someone called Marsha de Cordova, who is visually impaired, has won a seat in Battersea for the Labour Party. So obviously we're really pleased about that. Fantastic news for Marsha. We've spoken with her many times here on RNIB Connect mm. Radio. Indeed, so uh, well done to her for that one. As you say, you know, there are devolved powers around the UK that perhaps complicates things mm. slightly. But do you think this was a bit of an anti-Brexit, anti-austerity vote? I mean, I have listened to the commentaries and I definitely think that people are worried about public services and we're very worried. Just to run through a few of the things we're seeing and we're getting evidence of and people are ringing us about and we need to take action on. So we have horrendous waiting lists for eye care in hospitals, even by the Royal College of Ophthalmology figures. And you can imagine they're quite prudent and cautious. They are saying that people are losing their sight every month due to hospital delays. So we think there's definitely an issue for more spend and more efficiency in NHS eye care services. And we're worried about services to children who are trying to learn in schools and become independent. And of course, poor services for children will affect their life chances affect their employment. We've got concerns about employment and we've seen the rate of employment drop for blind and partially sighted people over the last 10 years. And we're worried about vision rehabilitation and social care where we see really patchy provision, particularly across England and Wales. I think the other big issue for us as we go into Brexit discussions is working with other disability charities to protect 
the rights and, if possible, improve the rights of disabled people. So all that equality protection that we enjoy, some of it comes from Europe and we really, really need to hang on to it. And I suppose this result might, again, help us to have more impact in those discussions. Now, obviously, the, the, these discussions will will take place between RNIB and the, the political parties at the moment. I suppose, in a positive way, having a hung parliament or parties looking to collaborate with each other, and some of these parties will have their own agendas, but perhaps looking to th- these parties, they may say, you know, they may be more uh, amiable at some of, of mm. RNIB's requests then if we don't have an overall majority definitely, yet. Definitely, definitely. I mean, not only RNIB's requests, but, you know, there's over 12 million disabled people in the UK and all the party manifestos to some extent spoke about making sure disabled people had employment, were treated equally. Some of the manifestos were much better from our point of view in terms of promising some reverses to benefit cuts that we've seen recently. So I think, yes, we will be really looking to making sure the voice of blind and partially sighted people and disabled people more generally are heard. And I think the hung parliament gives us, as I said, more opportunity to do that. Fazili, we'll speak with you again in just just a moment. We have um, also with us from RNIB, Hugh Huddy. Hugh, have you been up all night (laughs) watching the results? Yeah, I have actually. I've been up most of the night, got a couple of hours sleep after three o'clock when I decided that I needed a bit of a break. But yeah, it's been a tumultuous night and I would like to echo what Fazili is saying. These are my feelings as well. But what we've been doing in parallel to the all the excitement and tumult of the political activities and the ramifications of what all these change in power might mean or the, the rebalancing of power as it's being described, we've been running, is this the most accessible election ever? And that's been really interesting. And what I wanted to do was bring you not so much breaking news. <laughs> it's the best I can do really at the moment to give you an idea of what was yesterday like in terms of accessibility. It's an interesting picture. I think we're seeing some changes, possible positive changes, which is really exciting because this issue of inaccessible elections has been going on for years and years. And I think this year, this election, the big difference has been the amount of coverage that accessibility has got. Thanks greatly as well to Connect Radio for giving it a great deal of coverage. You know what? What it looks like is a lot of people have gone out to vote, which is great. So the initial signs that we look like we're seeing improvement, for example, on RNIB's social media feed on Twitter last night, we produced a, a moment which, if you know what that means, means that a collection of capturing the days, what's happened during the day. And that sort of, in my view, I, I read it last thing last night, and it looked to me like there was a majority saying positive experiences, were able to vote. And I think some people were saying they enjoyed the process of voting, which is terrific. There were still negatives, though, in there, and I think we mustn't allow uh, the positives, which is great, to sort of run away with the fact that when people, and there were people last night, who couldn't vote accessibly. One person from Wandsworth emailed me first thing this morning, very early this morning, to say, last night I tried to vote. The presiding officer apologised straight away as soon as she saw me enter the polling station in Wandsworth because the tactile template she realised didn't fit. So I couldn't get a secret vote. There is a positive story coming from Lambeth, which was a terrific experience. Voted, tactile template worked, cast my secret ballot. And I think this is the most marvellous one we had. It came in yesterday afternoon. And it really made us all so pleased. A man saying, I've never thought as a blind person I had a vote. I know this might sound crazy, but I didn't think we really did vote. He went out to vote and he said, this has changed the way he sees his role in society. 
That is just mm. the best news ever. That's fantastic. Mm. On a personal point then, Hugh, um, for, for your experience, but for, for my experience, I contacted my local authority to find out where my polling station was because it's a new area to me and obviously the polling card's not accessible, so I couldn't read the address off that. Yep. But they gave me very good directions and there was someone waiting outside looking out for me. Now, when I went in, I asked for the template, which I think kind of threw them. Now, bearing in mind this was about 8.30 at night, I went... I think I may have been the first blind person actually to go into the polling station. But they found the tactile template. We went to the polling booth and uh, the the person there read out the candidates and the numbers for me, but had placed the tactile by the side of the voting form instead of placing it underneath. And I had said to them, no, it had to sit on top. Then I lift the window and I know my cross, if you like, yeah. is in the box. So they went, oh, right, OK, no problem. So, you know, to a point, it worked extremely well. Still, though, again, this was an issue I had in the previous election was that they didn't actually know how to place the tactile template on the actual ballot paper itself. But I think on the whole, for me, it was a very positive experience. Your experience... Uh, Alan, exactly the same as mine. I voted in Hackney. I went down last night about six o'clock. The presiding officer got the tactile template. And then he apologised to say, I I don't actually know how to use this. Now, this is not what the Electoral Commission guidance says. They're all supposed to have had training. I had exactly the same experience as you. The the template got put on the wrong bit of the ballot that got put far over on the left-hand side. And then he didn't know whether I should put my X to the right of those flaps or lift the flap up itself, he, he didn't know. No. So I had to tell him what to do. <laughs> now, this is what's happening. And, and the other most important, there's a few other key points I wanted to get across to everyone listening, because, you know, everyone listening has done the most amazing job getting out there. The survey was running very hot, yes, just by about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. There were many more responses than we've ever had to that survey. There were something like 120 surveys filled in within two hours of the survey going live. We've never had that sort of response before. So it's my worry about the fact that my presiding officer didn't know how to use the template was how many other blind and partially sighted people out there are doing what we've done, Alan? We're managing, we're almost telling them what to do, Mm. when actually it should be the other way around. Uh, Absolutely. Fazili, yourself, (laughs) good experience? Well, I actually, I I feel bad now because I had a postal vote. But (laughs) next time, next time I'm going to try it out in the polling station because I feel I should be part of this kind of experience as well. And actually, I've never put the cross on a polling paper myself. So actually, I think next time I'll have to follow the example of you and Hugh and get down there. (laughs) It it is quite an empowering thing, making your mark and and placing the ballot paper in the box. So as you say, Hugh, things looking a lot better this time around for the general election. Still some work to do, though, but it doesn't end there because you want people now to really get in touch with RNIB to feedback more on that experience to carry this forward. That's right, Alan. I think the takeout from our very small office of, you know, you saw on on the telly or on the radio last night that the, the different media outlets have got their teams of people watching the election as it's panning out. And we were doing that in the campaigns team yesterday at RNIB, watching it panning out from the accessibility point of view. I think the takeouts that we can, all of us who voted or tried to vote yesterday, who are blind and partially sighted, what we can say is pat ourselves on the back Mm -hmm. for having done a terrific job of being proactive and taking the vote out ourselves, empowering ourselves to go out and make that difference. And I think the takeouts we, we should say are that we're moving in the right direction. 
But there is more work to do so that a blind vote equals a secret vote. Mm. I think that's so crucial. Um, Mm -hmm. We're getting there, everyone. We're nearly there, I think. I think the sense is that we're much more present. And that is fantastic for all of us to be present on the streets and on the polling stations. Definitely. I think we all need to really think about is um, about the the presiding officer I spoke to. And I've had three reports from other colleagues. I said, can you please have a chat with your presiding officer out of the polling station about how many blind people they see in polling stations? And the presiding officers, all four reports I had was they'd never seen a blind person (laughs) vote in a polling station. What is going on? There are 350,000 blind and partially sighted people eligible to vote in this country. Where are they? Perhaps, as, as Fazili did, the mm. postal vote there. I mean, I think I said I was. I think I was the first person, blind person, in my polling station. That was at eight thirty, nine mm. o'clock at night, because they had to go into the boxes and the cupboards to find the actual template itself. Um, Hugh, when you were looking for people to to feedback on this, how can they do that? Well, they can feedback on the survey that we've got on our uh, website, if you go to rnib.org.uk slash campaigns, but rnib.org.uk slash campaigns, and then on that page there's a link to the survey. But if anyone is worried or, or finds digital formats difficult, you can phone. You can phone our team. We'll be ready to, to help you fill in surveys. We'll act as your digital bridge. We'll bridge, bridge you and, and get your form filled out for you online over the phone on 020 Two, three. I'm sure, Alan, you, hopefully you'll be able to put that number out again, but we'll get you through to filling in the form which, whichever way you want to do it, by voice or whether you want to do it using your screen reader or magnification tools online. Just to reassure, a couple of folks emailed yesterday morning say they were struggling with NVDA to fill it in, in the, the SurveyMonkey form. I tested it out myself with NVDA as soon as I heard that, and I did notice that NVDA was, was tending to try and read the whole page at once. And I just hit the escape key, and then that allowed me to navigate by cursor. If anyone has trouble, phone, and we'll give you a hand. We will uh, remind people of that number through the day, Hugh. Uh, we'll also tell people via our website as well. Physically, just finally then from, from yourself, mm-hmm. we discussed the potential discussions that could take place and the hopes then that uh, RNIB as a, as a charity, and indeed the third sector, mm-hmm. could have here with this hung parliament. Mm-hmm. What's the next step for yourselves then today? Well, wait to um, obviously see um, what happens in terms of party leadership and forming governments. And the, the timetable is that um, the Queen's speech, which contains all the, the new legislative bills, you know, the, before last night, that timetable was Parliament would go back on the 13th of June and the Queen's speech would be on the 19th of June. So if that's sort of still happening in that kind of order... What we'd do, not probably a lot today, our role would really kick in once we know what the legislation is for the the new government because then we can really see where the opportunities are, where we have to defend. And as I say, I think we've got a lot more people in that parliament who are going to listen to us and really be on the side of doing the right thing for blind and partially sighted people. Exciting times ahead then. For the moment then to Fazili Hadi and Hugh Huddy from RNIB. Thanks to both of you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you.